Welcome back to another episode of GEMS Podcast with Genesis Amaris Kemp, where the core pillars are to educate, inspire, and motivate. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this segment. Welcome back to another segment here on GEMS Podcast. With me today is a special guest by the name of Erin Bogdan. And let me tell you a little bit more about Erin so you know what you're in for. So Erin Bogdan is a phenomenal woman, which she already knows that. She is an authenticity and confidence coach and sole purpose activator who coaches unfulfilled, ambitious, high achievers and people pleasers to ditch their self-doubt and not enough mindset and become their most confident, capable, unstoppable, and unapologetic authentic self so they can create an aligned and purpose-driven life. Today, she is free to be herself, and her very journey of transformation was the exact training she needed to facilitate the same deep, profound, and tangible shifts in her clients. Erin's passion and enthusiasm for serving badasses at heart to waking up to their infinite potential is her soul's calling. And she is so extremely grateful to be living her purpose daily. So without further ado, please welcome Erin Bogdan. Thank you, Genesis, so much for having me today. I'm super excited to be here and I can't wait to dive in. My pleasure. And today we're going to spend some time really embracing confidence and trusting yourself and then how to get over that self-sabotage limiting belief and some of the things that you have done personally in your life that has helped you professionally with your clients and overall development. But before we dive in, Erin, I definitely want to give the audience a chance to get to know you in a fun and personal way. And if you've done your research, I'm sure you know what's next. (laughs) I do. (laughs) We can do one or two things. We could do a rapid fire 10 question game. Or we could do an icebreaker up front. What are you in the mood for? I, my background is corporate recruiting and icebreakers was like the thing. So I'm going to pick icebreakers. Okie dokie. So I want you to share something crazy that you have done in your life or a fun and interesting fact about yourself. Something crazy that I, excuse me, that I did in my life was When I was, how old was I? Probably it was 2017. So 27, about 27. Got married in 2015 to my high school sweetheart. And then I, driving to my corporate recruiting job from New Jersey to Maryland, was listening to podcasts. And I heard this guy on his podcast interview talking about finding yourself, finding your soul in Bali. And that moment at home, my three-hour drive later, I got home, went home, opened up my laptop, applied, submitted my application for this retreat in Bali that I had no fucking idea, no clue what it was that I was getting into. And I just took the leap of faith and 
went in and did it. And that was really what put me on the path to the work that I do today. So went against um, what everyone kind of their fears of me saying yes to me and doing something that was unconventional. And uh, it turned out in my favor, which was all about trusting me, <laughs> which is what we're going to be talking about. So yes. Super cool. And just to leave some something familiar and step into the unknown in a place that is different than your home base, such as Bali, what were the top three things you learned about yourself from the retreat? Yeah, so it was, uh, I, I joke about and say that uh, if I knew what I was getting into before going, I probably would have gone because what it ended up being was really intensive group therapy, which was exactly, by the way, what I needed. Um, But that process, that journey was all about really three things, which is the work that I do is stepping into my power, owning my voice and um, becoming my, my truest, authentic, badass self. Um, so that like journey of peeling back my unconditional or my, excuse me, my conditioning, you know, the, the thoughts and the, the beliefs and the stories that we take on from our childhood of who we think we are and who we think we need to be in order to get love, validation and approval. I had no awareness of those roles that I was playing in that retreat really like turned my world upside down and opened me up to see I was playing the role of being a people pleaser and being a good girl and being a caretaker and all these different roles I was playing to get love. And so that journey was really about like, who is Erin really? And um, letting her shine. And now that's the work that I do for my clients. That is amazing. And then when you got back from Bali, is that when you got married to your high school sweetheart? So I got married to him in 2015. And then I went to Bali in 2017. I did have my daughter. I got pregnant. We got pregnant really quickly after that. And I had my, I was supposed to do my coaching program with the same facilitator in 2018. Um, But then due to having my daughter, I postponed it to 2019. So I did that. I left my corporate job in, and I can dive into any more of this, but I took the leap of faith, left my corporate job in 2019 in January. And then I did the training program and then I launched my business right before the pandemic in February of 2020. Wow. Okay. That is amazing. And congratulations on your daughter and uh, marriage because a lot changed for you, but it changed for the best. So um, I want to start with some challenges that you face because then I feel like whenever we talk about the challenges, we appreciate the successes that we have. So if we never go through those hard, sticky situations, we won't really appreciate where we are now because the test is what produces the testimony, just like the mess is what curates the message. So what are some of the challenges that you face personally whenever it came to self-sabotage, doubt, limiting beliefs, imposter syndrome, and all of that? Yeah, that's a, that's a huge question. That's a loaded question because literally my entire life, I felt I experienced those experiences, those challenges, although probably not consciously. And what I mean by that is like, I really, until going to Bali, I don't think I had a conscious awareness of how negatively my own negative self-talk was, how much 
And, and I should have, uh, uh, <laughs> I didn't ask you ahead of time about cursing on the show, but that's my authentic self is I'm a Jersey girl. So I hope that's okay. Um, but I was going to say about, you know, I, my, my head was filled with shit. Like there's no other way of putting it than just literally garbage that I would just speak to myself negatively about all the things that I couldn't do or I wasn't doing, or I should have been doing, or I could have been doing better. Or I was doing wrong, like, or I wasn't doing them enough. And, and mind you, like everyone on the outside of me thought that, you know, I was amazing. Right. And like, here's this person that who on the outside, we used to call an empty suit in, in recruiting where they look nice on the outside. They have confidence on the outside, but inside there's like nothing there. And so that's what I was really grappling with was um the not enough mindset and the negative self-talk and we did an exercise in bali where we you know really had to look intensely at what are the thoughts that we're telling ourselves and saying them verbally to a partner in front of us right and when i realized the words i was speaking to this person as if she was my own self i'm like oh my god how do i talk to myself this way so the biggest challenge was um just the the constant berating of thoughts that made me feel as though I'm not enough I'm never going to be enough and someone out there is always going to be better than me yeah and so one thing is like really getting out of your own way getting out of your um your head because sometimes it's like we have that negative self-talk but until we like say it externally and out loud we won't be able to stop that negative self-taught in order to scrub away those old paradigms and inter introduce new paradigms. So let's think about it from, you know, women in general, because sometimes we as women could be our biggest critics because we're trying to do everything and please everybody, whether you're a wife, a mother, you're trying to climb the corporate ladder, you're trying to build your business, you're a sister and et cetera. There's so many different hats that we wear and we juggle that sometimes we just keep going and going and going and we have no boundaries for, um, for ourselves or for other people because we just want to please them. But if you've heard the sentiment, if you look for approval from everyone, you will die by their rejection because you're giving that person so much weight and control over yourself that you lose sight and focus of who you are and where, where you're going. So does that resonate with you? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So when you did that exercise, it was almost like a mirror work in a sense, except you weren't standing in front of the mirror saying it to yourself. You were saying it to another person. But as you were reciting it to another person, you were actively listening for what you were saying. Yeah, it's like, you know, it really brought it into reality of like, wow, man. I mean, first we had to write it on paper. So first of all, the prompt was just write down your thoughts. So it wasn't even write down your negative thoughts. Just write down what goes on in your head. Like what is the inner dialogue in your head? And then when I reflected, I'm like, oh my gosh, I say nothing nice to myself. There was an awareness of like, you know, wow, that's powerful. And then it's like, well, now you got to say it to this person. And I'm literally felt like I was standing there shaming the shit out of her. And here she is just has to take it and be silent. And that's like literally what I was doing myself walking around, you know, my daily life of just shaming myself, beating myself up and cracking the whip. And it really, um, 
you know, now that I know I didn't know this back then, but we create our reality. So if we're, if our thoughts are focused on negativity, that negative energy, all the experiences where I thought that I wasn't enough, every experience in my life was being mirrored to me in different ways that I wasn't enough. And it, and it really showed its true colors, like of how embedded of a belief that belief was, was, um, you know, even when I was nursing my daughter, I didn't have enough milk to produce to be able to nurse her. I had a big challenge and struggle with my nursing journey with her. And that was that manifested belief of, I don't think that I'm enough. And so if we don't deal with our unconscious limiting beliefs, they're going to keep us trapped and trapped and stuck in our old paradigm in our old reality and the only way to truly set ourselves free is to break free from those limiting beliefs because they're not our authentic truths they're just what we've taken on through our childhood or through whoever different caretakers that um are a projection of their own beliefs Absolutely. So it's almost like you have to take time to really do that inward work and understand the root cause analysis to why am I thinking this way? Why am I feeling this way? Is this adding value to me? Is this distracting me? Is this who I was created to be? Am I living my authentic truth? And do I feel happy and pleased with who I am and where I am? So, yeah. oh, wait, go ahead, Erin. I was going to say, yeah, and that's like a huge, for for all people pleasers out there, right? We just want to please other people because we get our, but through pleasing other people, we get our needs met. When someone else's needs met, we feel our needs are met. And then we're like, we're safe, we're good, peace, happiness, right? And it's like the, the, a lot of the fear stems from what if I own who I am and what if I have to face some sort of rejection in owning who I am, but the greatest form of abandonment is our own self abandonment and our self betrayal. So it's like when we can step into and acknowledge the truth, what's true for us, and we start consciously loving ourselves, then the love that we experience from ourselves and from the depth of the people that show up in our life that vibe with our authentic self that love is so much greater than the surface level love that we're holding on to from the fear of the people that we think are going to reject us or exit our life and just love us because we're being who they who we think i gotta slow this one down they love us because of who um we think they think we need ourselves to be like we're being who they're asking us to be versus who are we authentically so that last piece is, is huge around the, the fear of rejection from uh, and the deeper love that is available to us when we actually own our truth. So for someone who's watching this or listening to it, how can we help them shift their mindset? Like tell negative Nancy, which is the negative ego, sit down and shut the puck up because positive Patty is here to stay and she has something valuable and just really help them reprogram their internal hard drive, which is like taking time to step back, taking time to go into a retrospective do the inward work in order for them to show up externally like how they were created to be. And that's really helping them find their voice, get that confidence, walk it like they talk it, um, don't bend or break at the appeasement of other people, and really remain grounded and steadfast in who they are, 
what their purpose is, what their mission is, and show up and fire on all cylinders? Yeah, I love that question because that's, I feel like that is a very, um, the, uh, I don't want to, the movement, right? It's like the movement right now feels like becoming really conscious, really aware. And I'm going to say, I'm going to give you a non-traditional answer because I don't actually feel like the solution is to positively affirm over your negative thoughts that will get you nowhere fast, right? That's probably what most people out there in the positivity space are saying is like, well, just change your negative thoughts and stop saying them and to start feeding yourself positive thoughts. How, how simple and amazing would that be if, if it, um, if it could root so quickly, but the truth is you have to number one, understand that the negative thoughts serve a purpose. So step one is like those negative thoughts didn't just poof appear out of nowhere for no reason. They showed up because they're giving you some positive intention. They're serving you in some way. So even looking at the not enough mindset and the belief for me, it was serving me because it was my motivation. If I wasn't enough, and if I had to constantly be doing better, striving for more and moving towards what was, you know, quote unquote, perfection, then I would receive more attention. Then I would receive more love. Then I would feel really safe. So like those, that belief served to keep me safe on some level, served to give me love. So it's not like, it's not like we then make that belief all of a sudden go away because that's if, and you'll find this out soon, Genesis with your child is like when there's a screaming baby, right. And it wants the pacifier. It's like, you don't just rip the pacifier out from it and just let it cry. It's like that pacifier is giving you some need. So the worst thing that you could do is to just shame yourself for having a negative thought and trying to replace it instantaneously with a positive thought. Truthfully, first, you have to see how is this thought serving me? And once you uncover how is this thought serving me, what is the need that this thought is getting me, then you start meeting that need from a more healthy place. So if I have a need to feel safe, how can I cultivate safety within, within myself? You know, if I have a need to be loved, how can I cultivate this need for self-love um, within myself? And then the next phase is, awareness of the negative thoughts. So like you're meeting your need now in a different way. Now you have an awareness of these negative thoughts. Um, being aware of the thoughts and asking yourself, and this is, I think I always get her name backwards. It's either, I think it's Byron. Yeah. Byron Katie. Um, I always want to say Katie Byron, but it's Byron Katie. She has this awesome um, like four page or one page four question questionnaire. And it's like with every thought you can ask yourself, how do you know this thought to be true? You know, is this thought true? And you might be like, well, yeah, maybe it is true that I'm not enough. And it's like, well, okay, can you know with 100% certainty that this thought is true? And it's like, no, I don't. I don't know that it's true. And um, I forget the two other questions in there, but it's like, asking, starting to turn around the thought and ask, where is the opposite true? Where do you have proof that you are enough in your life? Where do you have proof that you um, are loved in your life and starting to seek uh, experiences and collect experiences where you and memories where you remember actually being enough. And the more that you can start focusing on what is the truth of who you are, the more of what you focus on expands, it's only going to be expanding into your life. So I feel like 
I didn't really give you a straightforward answer because there's different components to it, but it's the most succinct answer that feels like it wants to come through. <laughs> no worries. Just we're, we're here flowing in the authentic, uh, our authentic self. And with the information that you gave, I think that it definitely is going to help somebody and resonate with, because pretty much what you just said is just really asking yourself questions and then seeing the answers that come up and how are those answers serving serving you and even though you may have that negative self-talk and you may feel like I'm not good enough but what conditioned you to feel as if you're not good enough was it something that you heard in your childhood was it something that you carried into your adolescence was it maybe based off of a performance review that you got at work where you felt like you weren't good enough, but that was someone else's perception that was projected onto you that you began to nurture that when in actuality, you just needed to discard that because it wasn't fueling you. Would yeah. Are you asking me where no, I picked it up? Oh, you're so, so I'm just like relating it. So yeah. would you say that that would be a good summary pretty much of kind of what you described in a nutshell? Yeah, questioning, questioning the origin of your thoughts. Absolutely. Questioning where did this belief stem from? Whose thought is this really, really put it into perspective? Because most of the thoughts when I asked myself that question were the beliefs from my parents that I either heard explicitly or didn't hear explicitly. But as kids, we're always making sense of our situation, our circuit, our brains wired to do that for survival. So we're interpreting our experiences um, and making sense of them and then internalizing them as these thoughts and these stories and these beliefs. And then one thing that sometimes I help my clients with, because I focus strictly on visionary life coaching and mindset hacking, is I ask them, what environment are you in? Like, who are the people that you hang around with? What are those people's energies, energies like? Their vibrations? Are they positive? Are they negative? Um, are they achieving what they set out to achieve in life? And et cetera, because the product of your environment can definitely help change your trajectory. So if you're hanging around with people who are negative Nancy's and they're not going anywhere and all they do is complain, soon before you know it, those remnants are gonna rub off on, on you if you're not strong and confident in your personal journey and walk. And then also pay attention to um, what you're listening to because sometimes what we listen, listen to, sometimes... Um, subconsciously and unconsciously, they are planting seeds into us. And before you know it, those seeds begin to take root. And you're like, wait, why am I feeling this way? Why am I thinking this way? Well, what are you feeding yourself? And how is it edifying you? And those are some things to really be mindful of. And then if you don't know who you are, then you're going to fall victim to what the world wants you to be and what society is projecting out there. Because there's so much influence nowadays in the social media space and television people tells you television that's what they're doing they're telling you a vision of what they want you to feed into and etc and I think we always need to get back to to the basics and really do an exercise and I like to say who am I exercise and sometimes it scares the crap out of you but sometimes that's what you need in order to really wake up in my yeah. opinion Yes, yes. I love everything that you shared. And I love that. Ex like that was literally the moment of my waking up was who is Aaron really? Like I was so good at being the mirage of who everyone else wanted me to be and being the chameleon and flexing and adapting and showing up and doing and 
doing and being everything, every, everything everyone else wanted for me to do and be. And in that process, I lost thought of who am I really? What does Aaron really want? What does Aaron really like? What does Aaron really desire? Right. And um, part of my journey, part of my story is like, if it were, and I still say this, if it were up to my dad, I would be at my old corporate job still because it was safe and it was secure and I had a great income and I had good health benefits. Right. And like that job was soul sucking. I mean, I was fortunate and that I did love recruiting. I did like training, but every time I walked into that office, I felt literally my soul was being sucked out of me. Yeah. Because, vampire, because I knew I was shrinking myself into this box of what everyone else wanted me to be. When I'm this huge, powerful light that's meant to inspire. I knew the inner vision within myself of who I'm meant to be, of who Aaron is. And I'm meant to radiate and inspire and transform people's lives that that would, would just be playing it small for me um, based on what my actual calling and purpose is in this lifetime. Amazing. And I'm so glad that you found that because now you're helping others who are aspiring to get to that clarity just like you have. So Erin, I'm going to throw you an audible. Is there anything else that we didn't discuss or I didn't ask you that you think is valuable to add to the conversation before we jump into the call to action? Um, I would say just, I think around that piece of, you know, sometimes the, what I just said a moment ago is like, well, how do you have the clarity, right? Like, how do you have the clarity to follow your gut, to trust your instincts, to trust your intuition? And back then I didn't, I really didn't. I was always doubting myself. I was always looking outside of myself for, um, people to validate and confirm, what they thought I should be doing. And really what the process took was um, two powerful things, which may seem really simple, but is number one, starting to meditate, like actually starting to sit down to silence, not even like an active, you know, running meditation where I could actually quiet or I couldn't, can't even maybe say quiet my thoughts. My thoughts have always been there, but when you don't fuck your thoughts off and you just witness them floating by and you connect into the depth of your being. And another really powerful example was starting to, um, starting to trust and honor what I was feeling because your body doesn't lie. Like when I share the example of having that visceral reaction of that was a very true experience for me. If I could really literally feel like myself shrinking as I walked into the office, it was like, I didn't need anyone to validate that for me. That was a very real experience in my body. And when we think about the best experience in our life and the worst experience in our life, your body, if you take a moment to recall those things, your body remembers how that feels. The best one usually feels heart opening, expanding, light, fluffy, airy. The um, worst experience in your life feels like you're contracting, you're, you know, shrinking, your throat might be closing, whatever your body is, and using that as a guide to help move you into, as you're making decisions in your life, start tuning into your body and noticing um, what is the reaction my body is having and starting to trust the reaction that you're having within yourself, and then having the courage to actually follow through with what what your gut, what your instinct, what your feeling is um, telling you, because you're, you know, that at the deepest level, 
you know, your soul knows your higher, whatever you want to call it, your higher power, your, your, um, you know, higher self, whatever it is, the divine, they, you know, they know why you're here. You know why you're here, right? So like, they know the exact roadmap blueprint you need to follow to get wherever you want to go. And sometimes we get so good at listening to what everyone else, even in this industry, you know, as a coach, it can be easy to fall into the trap of, well, what's this person doing that works for them? And how can I do that? But it's like, internally, we know what feels good for us. And we know the roadmap to get there. We just have to simply trust ourselves and take the action that we're being guided to take. And that will lead you to huge, huge things and huge transformations. I love that practicing that mindfulness, meditate, that self awareness, that self actualization, self-care and et cetera, will get you to the optimal level that you desire to be at, not what everyone else desires you to be at. And really take some time to practice journaling. Journaling really helps you um, get clarity. And it's also a good reflection point. You could reflect on what you wrote down and then you could start to track your progress on how you aren't aren't the same person as you begin to grow and develop. And then you could go back and read some of those past entries and see how far you've you've came and come along. Or for those who just want to take it a step further, just video record yourself and, you know, do a live journal to yourself and then go back and look at that later on. I think those are really good ways to kind of track your progress. And then Erin, I want you to um, tell the audience what your call to action is today. Yeah, well, first of all, for if any of this part of the conversation resonated, I'd absolutely love to hear from you. I'm sure Genesis would love to as well. So um, you can, um, you know, drop a message to me on any of my social platforms. You can email me. It's my um, first name, Aaron at Aaron Bogdan, which is B-O-G-D-A-N at gmail.com or excuse me, at AaronBogdan.com. Um and then if, if the, there's a deeper calling in your heart that feels like you're re- really ready to ditch this self-doubt, you're really ready to ditch the non-absolute mindset, and you want to shift into your most confident, capable, authentic, badass self, then I'd absolutely love to welcome the opportunity to chat with you and learn where you're at, where you want to go, what's getting you in the way, and explore what um, your, those next steps could really look like for you. I'm also really excited that I um, recently launched a free Facebook group, so I have that on my social platform, which will be in the show notes. Um, and I have a real, I have a great free guide around the, um, six step, no BS guide to shift you into reclaiming, remembering, and radiating all of who you were born to be. Um, and I'm active pretty much where everyone's active, Instagram, Facebook, um, LinkedIn. And I like, uh, I don't think I mentioned this already. I'm launching a YouTube channel, which will be up next week, which I'm really, really excited about. So yes. And I just want to say thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for having me. I love and appreciate you Genesis and everyone listening. And I'm just really excited to have, um, been here today. Amazing, Erin. And then for those social handles, is it just your name at Erin Bogdan on social? For Instagram, it's uh, at it's it's Aaron Bogdan, and then my um, LinkedIn and Facebook is just my name, Aaron Bogdan. Okay, perfect. And I'll definitely have those in the show notes. Audience, make sure you like, comment, and subscribe. We're on forty plus platforms. You could also check out this video on YouTube by going to Gems G E M S 
with Genesis Amars Kent for all things video content. And for those of you that support the mission on a daily basis, I want to thank you so much because you have helped us reach the top 2% globally out of 2.8 million podcasts per www.listennotes.com. And I am currently striving to bump it up to that 1%. And if you are interested in becoming a brand sponsor, you are needed. Spaces are limited, but you can find more info by going to genesisamarskemp.net or sending me an email at genesisamarskemp at gmail.com. Until the next episode or segment, peace, love, and lots of blessings. Have yourself an amazing day. Thank you for listening to another segment of GEMS Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this recording. Make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe to GEMS Podcast on your audio platform, as well as our YouTube channel, GEMS with Genesis Amaris Kemp. We would love for you to be a sponsor, so please reach out via email at GEMS, G-E-M-S, with W-I-T-H, Genesis, G-E-N-E-S-I-S, Amaris, A-M-A-R-I-S, Kemp, K-E-M-P, at gmail.com, where your brand, your swag, your services can be here on GEMS Podcasts.